I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. It's all about Christ. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Say it's Jesus. It's Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noon, and Jesus when the sun goes down. Amen. That's what the book of Revelation is. It's all about Jesus. Now, there's a lot of other good stuff in there that God's revealing, but it all centers around the revelation of the Christ, the Son of the living God. Worship team, thank you for leading us into the presence of the Lord. Revelation chapter 4, everyone standing to honor God's Word. We stand for a lot of things in, in life, but I want you to know one of the highest things is God's holy Word. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 4, so good to see you. Uh, Pastor Jordan's preaching the revival service tonight, and uh, I preached both services this morning. He's preaching at 6 o'clock. Don't miss that revival service, and, uh, just, and then I'll be preaching Wednesday night. Don't miss that service. We're believing for some good things Wednesday night. Amen. All the departments are functioning, and, and uh, ministries are taking place. And so from Revelation chapter 4, after this, this is verse 1, I looked, and behold, a door was opened. A door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet. So he hears a shofar playing talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things that must be hereafter. Verse 2, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on that throne. There's not many gods up there. There's one God ruling supremely. I'm going to go ahead and preach to myself, and I'll say amen to myself. Amen. If I fall out in the Spirit, I'll cover myself up if you're not going to help me. Amen. And he that was sat was to look upon like a jasper and sardine stone. And there was a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the throne room of God. Isn't that funny how the devil's taken the rainbow and tried to, to twist that all up? But in the presence of God, in the holy of holies, in the throne room, there's a rainbow. Wow. I'm going to explain that to you in a little bit. Around the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne there are four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeds, everybody say lightnings, thunderings, voices. I bet it's going to be really loud in the throne room. Oh, pastor, I like it nice and quiet. Well, there's a cemetery over on Normandy Boulevard. There were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. You may be seated. Now, John has had this revelation, and he has seen the Christ as he looks into heaven, as he has this experience, and he calls it on the Lord's Day, which is Sunday. I, I'm just believing there's going to be some revelation take place today on the Lord's Day. Amen? And he has this revelation. And he sees the things that were, that had happened in history, the things that are, and then he sees the future. So there's three divisions. But in the midst of it all, he still, the greatest revelation is that of Christ. And Christ is seen in the beginning of time with the tree of life. You had two trees. One was the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the one that was the tree of life. That tree of life in the Garden of Eden was a picture of Christ. But you know what? As it was in the beginning, 
so shall it be in the end. God is restoring everything. I've got a message of restoration. What the devil's stolen from you, you need to call some restoration back into your life because at the end of all things, everything's been restored. And you know what's happening in Revelation 22? There's a tree of life again. And it has leaves, and the leaves are given for the healing of the nation. I want you to know there's healing in Jesus today. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. So chapter 4, verse 1, a door opens. And that door is the picture of when the church is caught up. Now, chapter 2 and 3, Pastor Jordan taught on two weeks ago today how that the seven churches, and we studied the seven churches and how that applies to us today. The, the lessons that we learn, the admonishments, and the rebukes are needed. Amen? Everybody say amen to that. If we need to be rebuked, we need to be rebuked. And so after the door opens, the church is caught up. John is caught up into the presence of God. And this is where I want to pick up because leading up to the rapture of the church, there's a lot of things taking place in our world. There are precursors to the rapture of the church and the tribulation time. You don't want to be here during the tribulation. I'm going to come over and say it to this side. You don't want to be here during the tribulation. But there's a lot of things that are happening preparing this world for that seven years, things that are being set in, in order. And there's, there's fires, there's earthquakes. Uh, I just talked with a family that came back from the Midwest and they were just talking about the smoke and, and, and the, the dryness and the heat that is going on and the fires that are burning. And uh, I want you to know, all of these things, the earthquakes and the fires, the pandemic is certainly... It is certainly something that's going to be stepped up during the, during the tribulation. And we're seeing precursors or the beginning of the birth pains being released on our earth. The false prophets that are just abounding in craziness in this hour. I want you to know if somebody comes into a local church and they try to dissuade people and discourage people, you need to name them as a false prophet and get away because you're supposed to stay tied to a vision of a local church and help carry that vision. And any person that comes in to disturb that vision, you know something's not right. Amen. But false prophets will abound, the Bible says. Iniquity will abound. And I, I mentioned to you last Sunday that leading up to the tribulation. And even during the tribulation, I believe that the devil's going to use a lot of things to institute his mark. I'm going to say straight up, the COVID shot is not the mark of the beast. I've heard that said. It is not the mark of the beast. Everybody needs to pray about that and just decide what you need to do personally on that. But it is not the mark of the beast. The cell phone will be used as a tool to institute the mark of the beast. But the mark of the beast is going to be in the forehead or on the hand. It's very clear. The Bible says that. But we're being tracked. Profiles are being built. And things through, through all the technology that we use, and yet the mark of the beast has not been instituted and will not be instituted till we're out of here. Say, I'm planning on getting out of here. Amen. And so all of the iniquity, the last days that Paul talks about so many times, the sexual sins, the Baal worship, everything that's going on, all of this is precursors to the seven years of tri tribulation. But then John sees an open door. Everybody say an open door. When we built this sanctuary, our theme in 2000, when we built this sanctuary was the year of the open door. 
And I believe, friends, we're closer to that open door catching us away than we've ever been. But John hears a trumpet, and I want you to go to verse 2 where we pick up our message today with verse 2 because then he, he's taken to heaven. He's come. He's brought up, and that's showing the church being brought up. Verse 2, immediately I was in the Spirit. You need to be in the Spirit to catch revelation. You're not gonna be, if you're in the flesh, you're not going to get revelation knowledge. You're going to get carnal things, amen. The devil will speak to you. But verse 2, I was in the Spirit, and behold, I saw a throne and sat in heaven, and one sat on that throne. I want you to know there's one God sitting on one throne. Amen. We look down through history of mankind, the centuries of, of history, world history, and there's been, there's been good thrones and there's been bad thrones. Where did Lucifer come from? He came from heaven. He was cast out. He knew what thrones were about. So he's tried to erect thrones down through human history, but God has also set thrones up. And uh, in fact, even the wicked thrones, God says, the heart of the king is in my hands. I'm, I'm finishing up Jeremiah right now. And numbers of times in the book of Jeremiah, God says the wicked, vile, evil king Nebuchadnezzar, he was my servant. A man can't do any more than God allows him to do. And no matter what that throne looks like, when God says enough is enough, enough is enough. And I want you to know God's not finished right now. I'm just going to say, I'll say amen to myself. God's not finished right now. Amen. He hadn't gone out of business. His throne is set. There was an open door and John begins to see the throne room of heaven. And he sees one set upon that throne. It's a heavenly throne. And God sat on that throne. Verse 3, look at it with me. Because he begins to describe what he's seeing. He says, and he that sat was to look like a jasper. Look at that. A sardine stone. He begins to see these colors in heaven. I want you to know that God is a God of color. He likes color. If you study the throne room, you're going to understand that color is a very important part of what the makeup of the throne room is about. Uh, I don't know if we've got some colors we can bring up right now, but uh, you got any blues or reds or amen. And uh, the throne room of God, I don't like color. You're not going to the throne room. Did you hear what pastor said? God loves colors. I, let me read on with you. Just hold those colors right there. The sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight like unto an emerald. So in the prevailing basic color of the rainbow that's in heaven is green. It's an emerald color. I, I want you to know that God likes green. Throw me, can you put just all green up there? All right. God likes green. Amen. It was like unto an emerald. The rainbow, the transmitting colors. In the very throne room, the presence of God, God is using colors to describe his presence. And sometimes we, we get, you know, we get a little concerned about things. I, I want you to know God is using lights. He's using colors. He's using sounds. I, I want us to read on here because this gets real important. Out of the throne room proceeds lightnings. I, I don't know if y'all can produce any kind of lightning right now. Can you do that? Hey, Amen. You're good if you can. 
Okay, there it is. And there were thunderings. Can you do that? Yeah, you did that good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm glad they didn't do that in the early service. That would have shook that crowd up. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, sometimes people get a little nervous. I like church my way. You better like it his way. My goal in worship is to get to that throne room. My goal in worship is to get in his presence where the king of kings is seated high and lifted up and his train fills the temple and the angels are crying, holy, 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 holy. Well, I like it my way. You know, I, I grew up and I'm back in the 60s. I was a teenager and uh, they had brill cream back then and, and guys would use that brill cream and stick their hair up, you know, make it stand up. And the saying with that brill cream was, a little dab of do you. Well, listen, a little dab of religion won't do you enough to get you into the presence of God. It ain't about what you like. It's about what he likes. It's about what's going to get us into his presence because when we get in his presence, we're going to get touched by the Holy Ghost. We're going to get touched by the Spirit of the Lord. We're going to see miracles happen. We got to get in his presence. It ain't about what we like. Well, pastor, I want you to give me a remote control. I want you to give me a seat that reclines in the service. I want you to give me my own air condition uh, uh, switch and uh, thermometer. Uh, just make it totally comfortable. Listen, that ain't what it's about in the throne room. Oh, I'm preaching. I'm going to say amen to my. Hallelujah. We want it all our way. Listen, in the throne room, as we explore this, we're going to see God loves lights. He loves it loud. He loves lightning, thunderings, colors. Green is a prevailing color. And green is also associated with the new covenant. Thank God for the old covenant. But thank God for the new covenant. The, new co the old covenant was pointing to Jesus. Jesus is the fulfillment of the new covenant. And if green, the emerald, is, is prevailing, a prevailing cover, a color in the house of worship in the throne room of heaven. I want you to know we might ought to like some green. I think he painted this earth with a lot of green. Amen? Wow. And his throne room is transcending the emerald color. And so God has shown us some things in the word that really, you know, it's not about what we like and what we want. When you come as a worshiper, it is not about making you feel good. It's about getting you into his presence so you can get the touch of God on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said in verse 4, there were, th there were around the throne, there were four and twenty seats. So he sees some people seated around the throne, 24 elders. Now, those elders represent the Old Testament church and the New Testament church. In reading your book of Acts, in the book of Acts, it refers to the church that was in the wilderness. The writer actually calls the church that was in the wilderness the church in the wilderness. And uh, that's the Old Testament saints. And there's 24 elders seen around. This is a quite a privileged area, a place of honor, 24 people seated around the throne and they all have white raiment which means they've been cleansed and aren't you thankful for the cleansing of the blood I see I see 
I plunge, and oh, it cleanseth me. But 12 from the Old Testament and 12 from the New Testament. And that is the church triumphant. That is the, the seeing the reality of the church having come through all of history and the words of Jesus being fulfilled. The gates of hell will not prevail against my church. I want you to know, friends, the church is still his church. It's not our church. Let's take our hands off of his church. Let's let him do his, his thing, amen? And let's be about what he wants done in this hour. And that's, Jesus was very clear. I've come to seek and save the lost, and I've come to build my church. So I want to help him with both of those. Evangel wants to help him with both of those, amen? Hallelujah. We want to reach this world for Jesus. That's why the local to global. But there was 24 representing the 12 Old Testament and the 12 New Testament. And they're clothed in white raiment. And look at verse 4. It says they had crowns of gold on their head. Now, if we get that far, we're going to see what they do with those crowns. I want you to know that your works are being examined right now. You're building up works in this life. Every man's, Paul said, every man's works will be tried when we stand before the judge. Every man. Some will only have wood, hay, and stubble. Others will have crowns made of precious jewels. How many want your crowns to be representative of a life well lived? I preached a funeral yesterday and I reminded the people and, uh, of the dash, the beginning point and the ending point. Everybody's got a dash. Say dash. And the dash represents this life. How many ever years you live and that dash needs to be lived for Christ. We need to make an impact. And we need to be laying up some, some, uh, some rewards in heaven. Amen? I'm going to say amen to that. Everybody say amen. And so we jump down to verse 5, the lightnings, the thunderings, the voices. There's even voices crying out. Now, worship can get pretty noisy. And that's fine. I'm good with that. People can shout. Listen, when God met them first... At Mount Sinai, it was really noisy. It was so noisy, the lightning, the thunderings, all that is going on, the people feared and they shrank back when he met them in Mount Sinai. So the revelation of God to mankind has never changed. Even when John sees into the throne room, God has remained the same. He still likes lightning. He still likes colors. He still likes all these things that he revealed early in, Thousands of years before how he revealed himself. God hasn't changed. And so worship can be very demonstrative. There can be close, intimate times. I'm going to show you in worship, if we get to it, how there will be times of just bowing before the Lord. Oh, Pastor, I'll never bow. You will one day. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. If you make it to the throne room, I'm going to show you. If I get to you're going to bow. You're going to prostrate yourself before him. I would never lay out on a carpet. You will if you get to the throne room. You'd be happy to in the presence of the king. We just need to get a correct view of who he is. That's what religion does. It, help, it causes people not to see him for who he is. But when you understand God and you've got a correct vision of God, you're going to be like Isaiah. Oh, God, here I am. Send me. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll sing how you want me to sing. I'll live how you want me to live. I'm telling you, when you get a 
Religion has sold people a bill of goods and, and, and messed up the concept of who God is. But when you see God for who he is, high and lifted up and his train is filling the temple and the angels are circling around crying, holy, 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 holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Glory Hallelujah. I, I got to hurry. Hallelujah. There's not going to be any time in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 5, look at it. And out of the throne proceeds lightning, thunders, voices. And here's what I want to get to. There were seven lamps of fire. Everybody say seven. Burning before the throne. So before the throne, there's seven lamps. There are seven spirits of God. I want to explain something to everybody. There is one Holy Spirit, but there are seven manifestations of that Spirit. Seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Seven ways He is revealed and seven functions of the Holy Spirit. I don't want just one function. I need all the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. I want all of the Holy Spirit. All that the Holy Spirit will do. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, welcome, Holy Spirit. I want all your manifestations in my life. You know what the Bible says? The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. And that Spirit will quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many need to be quickened by the Holy Spirit? Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Had a businessman that, well, we had a wonderful prayer meeting last night, and one of the businessmen said, Pastor, I want you to know that I pray a lot over my business. He owns several businesses. And he said, the times that I don't pray over my businesses are the times that I have real difficulty and some challenges. And, and he said, I can see when I haven't been praying. And he said, I know how important it is to pray and to cover my businesses in prayer. And he was in the early service this morning. And I just want to say to everyone, we need the help of the Holy Ghost every single day of our life. You don't need to re just depend on human ingenuity, your abilities, your craftiness. Everybody's got gifts. You've got gifts. But those gifts become sharpened and become really targeted as the Holy Spirit takes those and anoints those gifts. Amen? And so John is describing this here and he, the Holy Spirit, one spirit, but seven spirits of God. And before the throne, look at this, verse 6. There was a sea of glass like unto crystal. So the throne is on a sea of glass and it's crystal. How, how picturesque is that? That's the throne of God. I, I want you to know that when God gave the pattern God gave Moses the pattern to the tabernacle in the Old Testament. Called him up on Mount Sinai, told him exactly how everything was to be built. Listen, everything's patterned off of heaven. Our worship needs to be patterned off of heaven. Amen? Say amen. The temple, God gave David and Solomon the pattern for the temple. That didn't just come out of the air for them to build something a certain way. There's a pattern in heaven. That's why Jesus prayed, as it is in heaven, so let it be 
in earth. Where's our pattern supposed to be? Heaven. Everybody say heaven. So our worship needs to be patterned after heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. Worship team, you can come back. Look at verse 6. There was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne round about were four beasts. Now there's four beasts listed that are in heaven. And they've got eyes in front of them and eyes behind them. Almost sounds like a scary creature. Amen? But God's got four beasts, and each one of those beasts are denoted here what they are. The first is like a lion. The second is a calf. The third is a man. And the fourth is a flying eagle. And they have eyes in front, and they have eyes in back. And all of that is descriptive, and it's important. But look what verse 8 says. And the four beasts, each one of them had six wings. So every one, of, even the man had six wings. The lion. All of these beasts have eyes all over them. And they're, they're flying. And each, those three pairs of wings. I, Pastor Jordan's preaching next Sunday morning. I'll try to get some more of this teaching in. Because I want you to understand what's happening around the throne. We're not talking about earthly church. We're talking about throne room church. We're talking about the very presence of almighty God church. What it looks like there. And what I want to attain is being there. The culmination of what we do here has not, is not about you being happy with what was said, what was done. Whether it pleased you. Whether I sang your song. We better sing his song. Oh, I'm going to say that one more time for good measure. Amen. I love you, but it's not about your song. I'm looking in heaven right now, and I'm seeing what these beasts in the very presence of God are singing. And I want the worship team to come back because the four beasts, each of them with six wings about him. Verse 8, they rest not day or night. Well, I get tired. I can't worship that long. Don't go to heaven. You're going to be worshiping for eternity. Worship better be important. But look what they're singing. They're saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Day and night. In our worship, we better have some of that verbiage. I'm just saying. I love everybody, and I certainly love Jesus. But we better use holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, I want you to stand with me. Which was and is and is to come. I want you to say that with me. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which is, which was, and wait, I messed that up. Which was, which is, and is to come. Lord, I won't get it right because I won't sing it up there. Amen. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, which is, and which is to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift your hands and tell him, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 They rest not day and night. 
the next three verses is so filled with good stuff, and I don't have time to go there. But I was enamored when I was studying a week or so ago the sea of glass and the throne room because my goal is to make it there. Right now we enter there by faith. But one day, listen, but we have legal access because of the green, the new covenant. We have legal access to go behind the veil into the holy of holies. Hallelujah. I have legal access to get into the presence of God this morning. Amen. With my worship. And I want us to sing it. Come on. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb.
Hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Every eye closed. Online. Jesus loves you, my friend. He loves each and every one of us that he left the throne room. He came. God sent him here out of such love. And as he lived his life, he loved people. He embraced people. He came to love the lost and show them the way to heaven. And if you don't know that way, I want to help you find that way today. If you've never been saved, never given your life to Christ, it's time. Jesus is coming back soon. There's going to be an open door soon. He's coming soon. If you're a backslider, you need to get right with God. You need to make peace with God. If you're a believer, a Christian, and you've allowed sin to come in your life, you need to get that under the blood quickly, quickly. The wages of sin is death. It'll be working in your life until you get it under the blood. And I want to lead this entire church family, everyone online. I want 100% to repeat this praise to the pastor. I'm living for God. I'm on fire. You still need to repeat it. Amen. We need to confirm our relationship with Christ. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you're the Son of God and that you love me oh so much. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. With your help, I will be your disciple. I'll make a difference in my world. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for washing my sins away. And by the grace of God, thank you for making, helping me to make a difference with my life and make heaven my home. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Listen, the Evangel family is very intentional about getting people discipled, finding their places of ministry, connect. It's so important. And uh, you can't be a plant that gets uprooted a lot and not, and it'll never produce fruit. This plant will not produce fruit. And uh, you got to stay planted. You got to start using your gifts. Everybody in here has got gifts. And God needs those gifts in this church. God needs those gifts. And so I just want to challenge you. Get connected. And you can go out and see James at the eConnect tent outside. And uh, he'll, he'll get you connected. We've got a class meeting right after this. I'm not sure what class that is. Serve class. Amen. So uh, the serve class is going to meet right up uh, by the cafe area. And if you're interested in finding a place to serve, you join them. Just a moment, I'm going to read uh, the ironic blessing over this church. And I, I believe in the blessing of the Lord. I believe, listen, you need to call in blessings. Speak over your harvest. If you've got seed in the ground, I told this in the early service. I'll tell it real quickly and then we'll dismiss. But we have some farmers and they were in the early service. They plant thousands of acres of farmland. And one of our hurricanes about three or four years ago came through, flooded out all the farms in this entire region, just south of Jacksonville. All the farms, their, their farm was flooded out. And they called me down there and said, Pastor, look, we prayed over this, and we had. We had prayed over their farms. And we began to speak to those plants that were just wilted over. I'm talking about as far as the eye can see. And we started calling that harvest back. What looked dead, 
what looked just like all the other. One farm out of all the other farms, those plants resurrected and produced an incredible harvest, but they were calling it in. They were speaking to their harvest. If you got seed in the ground this week, you need to start speaking to that harvest. I call my harvest in. I call it forth in the name of Jesus. I've been sowing, Lord, and I call my harvest in. You speak over that harvest, over sons and daughters coming home. Amen? Hallelujah. I'll say amen to that. All right, lift your hands, and don't miss the revival service tonight. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, This is how you will bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, and the Lord keep thee, and the Lord make his face to shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance over you, and give you his peace, his shalom. Peace be still. I speak that right now. Peace be still. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. And God says, I will bless them. Say, I claim that, Lord. I call that in, Lord. God bless you for being here today in worship and all those online. Amen, amen, amen. You're dismissed. Be back tonight at 6 o'clock.